I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket with me, Simon Hughes. And me, Simon Mann. And this podcast in association with TNT Sports. And Simon, I'm going to tell you something. It's very good. TNT Sports app, the Discovery app, which does a really good thing. If you've missed a bit of play, not only can you wind back on the app and look at earlier moments, but also it indicates every time there was a moment that was exciting. So a four, a six or a wicket. And you can click on a button and it will take you back to a four or six or a wicket earlier in the day. Well, that last session was peppered (laughs) with a lot of buttons with four or six on it because... That we've witnessed, uh, apart from a, a, a you know compelling second day overall, we witnessed the most exhilarating innings by Ben Duckett that I can ever remember seeing an England player play. Certainly an England opener, anyway. Astonishing uh, session for England. Absolutely astonishing to do that in India. I, I mean, they've played some exciting cricket at times on this tour. Ollie Pope's innings, breathtaking in that first Test match, but. I don't think I've ever seen a session like that in India before. It reminded me of Ralpindi, that that first day in Ralpindi when England scored 500. They were 174 for no wicket at lunch. In this final session, England scored 176 runs in 29 overs. And the three spinners together, the much-vaunted spinners, and they're all good bowlers. Let's face it, they're all good bowlers. I mean, goodness me, Ashwin's just taking his 500th test wicket. They went for 112 collectively from 17 overs and picked up the one wicket. And this is cricket like we you know we have never seen before. Not in India anyway. I mean we've seen England do this in England, haven't we? We we saw them do it to India actually at Edgbaston. We saw them do it to uh, New Zealand at Trent Bridge, a magnificent run chase after tea, but to go to do it in India in this way, just phenomenal. And it's given themselves a chance in the game. What did Ravi Chandran Ashwin 
say in his post-match interview, this game is hanging in the balance and it's it's beautifully poised after two days. Yeah, it is. With England 238 behind, but eight first innings wickets in hand, 207 for two in reply to India's 445. A run rate overall, England 207 for two of 5.91 per over, which just, you know, it's it's like... 50 over cricket 10 years ago, isn't it? Or even five years ago, actually. I mean, it's it's extraordinary how they've upped the ante so much and they've done it in these conditions. The ball was turning a fair bit, actually. I mean, it's a good pitch to bat on. I suppose we, we have to say that to start with. It's a lovely pitch, especially actually to face the new ball. It's a nice even bounce, comes onto the bat pretty well, not much seam movement, if any. And it, there's a little hint of turn at the moment, but it is a nice paced pitch. But... The way that Duckett took on all bowlers, you know, he hit the the seamers early on through the offside, and, and then he just took to Kuldeep Yadav particularly early on with sweeps. And the interesting thing is that the way he played today, I thought he would do this earlier in the series. I thought he would be a really important cog in England's wheel, and he didn't really, he hasn't really done this. I mean, he's he's got out perhaps too, a little bit too early, but particularly. He hasn't done too much of this sweeping before this this today's innings. Today, almost the sort of second or third ball that called it bold, he lapped him it down. Was third ball, third, third ball, ball lapped he did him to, yeah. to fine leg, then lapped him again. Then he brought out the reverse sweep, sort of flip flipping it over backward point, and it just immediately gives bowlers a, a kind of it makes them change their approach. So should I bowl, bowl a bit further, shorter, or a bit wider? I need to change my field. And the, the other thing is that it's not only the, the paddle sweeps sort of fine, but then he plays these sort of almost drive sweeps. They're not slog sweeps. They're more controlled kind of almost uh, with a straight bat and, and, and sort of flapping them through mid-wicket as well. So that the fielder who's been moved finer, a deep square leg, suddenly has to gallop 20 yards the other way to, to mid-wicket and fails to stop it. So he's, he was just picking spots and hitting the ball. And then, of course, towards the end, he actually uh, reverse switch hit a six over deep cover, over deep extra cover. Most amazing shot. I remember seeing David Warner do that once, actually, uh, to a spinner. And it's just, the, the degree of difficulty and the skill involved and the kind of the audacity to, to, to be able to pull it off is a remarkable combination. Incredible. Yeah, the first person I can remember, clearly remember playing that shot was Kevin Peterson at Edgbaston against Muralithran, where he hit him into the Holly stand. He was batting at the pavilion end. He turned himself round and reverse swept and or switch hit him into the Holly stand. And I thought, oh, goodness me, I mean, that sort of took the breath away. Now you see players do it so much more often. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I wrote down that shot as well in my notes. The reverse sweep for six off Jadeja and an extraordinary slog sweep off Ashwin as well, where he sort of, he went from high to low he sort of got on top of it stretched out and got on top of it and almost like tapped it on its head and thrashed it through uh what yeah the leg side out towards deep mid wicket two uh, phenomenal strokes but something else i wrote in my notes i, I thought before t i actually wrote before t you wouldn't like to be number three because duckett was swishing outside the off stump he was playing and missing actually against the new ball it looked as though you know a wicket could come at any moment, and then he just got a couple away just before the interval, and then in that final session, a session of of total dominance. And I think we you know we both said, didn't we, that for England to 
really compete in this test series, compete in this test match, someone has to get a big score and they have to get big first innings runs. And they are, they're threatening to do so. So, I mean, you know, Duckett tomorrow has still got a very big job to do. He's 133 uh, not out. You know, he's he's got to be looking to, you know, looking for the double, hasn't he? Like Jaiswal did uh, when he got in in that last test match. You, you've got to go big. When you got that opportunity... But it's, it just feels like such high risk cricket. But it's 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 work for England. Ashley, I mean, actually, was talking about in this post match interview, wasn't it? You know, he was saying, well, you know, they're playing twenty over fifty over cricket. That gives us chances, and and it's, you know, to some extent, he's right. You know, but the problem is when those chances come along. You know, I mean, you're on the going to be on the scoreboard because it's it's just rattling around, isn't it? It's a bit like. You know those games when you see declaration bowling and you know, you're just lobbing them up and smacking them to the boundary to create a declaration. You probably played a bit of declaration cricket in your time, didn't you, in the county championship when you're trying to set up a deck on the, the final day. It's that sort of sort of level of run rate, isn't it, that, that, that's yeah, and, being and, produced? Yeah, and you know, the scoreboard was spinning around like a one-armed bandit. It just it wasn't incredible. Um, so for the record, an 88-ball 100, which is, I think, the sixth fastest for England... And it's the fastest by an England player against India. And it's also the third fastest by anybody in India. Uh, the other two that were quicker were Adam Gilchrist and Clive Lloyd, who both got 100 against India in India in round about 84 balls. And interestingly, they're all left-handers. Gilchrist, mm. Lloyd, Clive Lloyd and, and Ben Duckett. So a phenomenal performance no chances. There was one scare towards the end of the innings when uh, the ball ricocheted off his thigh and was caught at slip and they thought there might have been a little edge onto thigh as the ball was uh, ricocheted to slip but not out. And then we thought, oh my God, uh, it could be LBW because it was a ball from Ashwin which turned really sharply and hit Duckett on the back thigh and it was high. It wasn't too high. It could have hit the stumps but fortuitously for England... See these fine margins we talk about, it just pitched a fraction outside leg stump. So so he got away with it. And actually, I think, you know, looking at India, how did they, could they have done anything different? Well, I think they could have done one thing different. I was amazed that they didn't bowl Ashwin at the start against Duckett. And they brought uh, Kuldeep Yadav to bowl. And he was, you know, he got swept into oblivion very quickly. I think he went for 34 from his uh, opening four overs. Ashwin's been the guy who's tormented Duckett before. He's the kind of match-up against a left-hander. And he didn't come in until a bit later. And then did cause him one or two problems. He did score off him as well. But he's the he's the threat. And, of course, he got his 500th wicket. We'll talk about that. But I thought that was something that India got wrong. And then they just sort of sit back and... Don't that, that definitely Rohit Sharma hasn't got that in, in imaginative way of, of of manipulating a batsman by coming up with unusual fielding settings and ploys. Uh, Rohit Sharma's a much more relaxed sort of character. sits back and hopes it'll happen, and you know he tends to be a bit of a ball follower as well. When the ball gets hit out the deep square leg, he puts the man finer, and then when the ball's hit square, he moves him squarer. He's a bit he's a bit too reactive rather than proactive. Mm. Just on the pace of, of Duckett's innings, you, you talked about, you know, it's, it's up there in terms of uh, quick hundreds. 
not the quickest. Gilbert Jessup, he's still resting easy in his grave, isn't he? Gilbert Jessup, that innings he played over, what, about 120 years ago. It's still the record, 76 balls. But I mean, there's a few that have gone close. And you thought Duckett might do that today. He did slow up, didn't he, as he got towards his, his 100. His 50 was in 39 balls with 11 fours. And you thought, well, it, it might be on. I mean, this to go and break the... the the record for the fastest England 100 on a pitch that's turning in India would have been something. But he wasn't quite able uh, to do that. But it was yeah, still yeah, phenomenal hitting. And India, they just didn't have or didn't seem uh, to have the answers to it. So just what about the state of the game then, Yoz? I mean, I mean, it's incredible hitting and and skillful hitting as well. I mean, And it's not just hitting. It's the skill level is, is extremely high. What about the state of the game? England... 207 for two then. They're 238 behind. Three days left in the match. Uh, there's, still a, I mean, there's still a heck of a lot to do. Uh, the, I mean, presumably their aim from here, it, well, they'll go on playing their shots, won't they? Presumably their aim from here is to get some sort of a lead, to insulate them against, or try to insulate them against batting last. So what, what sort of lead would they, you know, if you, would they love really? What's what, and what sort of lead is realistic from this situation? Well, I think a lead is definitely realistic. A, a fifty-run lead, you know, they they should be sort of thinking of. Well, they they should be thinking of four fifty anyway, which is another what two hundred and forty runs. Right, so, minimum, uh, minimum four fifty. Get level. Uh, I mean, you know, there are wickets out there for the bowlers, definitely. Yeah. You know, the, the ball is turning. Jadeja got a couple to turn sharply. I think actually, you know, a little bit will dictate about whether the, the Indian bowlers can stay fit. I mean, Jadeja's obviously come back from a, an injury. Ashwin's no, not, not young. I mean, he's pretty fit, but he's not young. Uh, Bumrah and Siraj have both had niggles. But Bumrah having a, a bit of a hamstring issue tonight, possibly cramp. Was it hamstring or cramp? It's probably cramp, wasn't it? Yeah, Pro- it could be cramp, but it, you know he's going to have to do a fair bit of bowling probably. Siraj had a bang on the knee and, and he looks okay. But I, I mean, obviously they need their bowlers to stay fit and also stay positive and not kind of get sucked into sort of throwing all the fielders back. Uh, if they do that, if they kind of stick to their own game, and and believe in their own game, then they can take wickets. But India, but England have, have forced them onto the back foot, and I don't think they know exactly how to react to that. Really, obviously, there could be a couple of wickets that fall quickly, but I sort of feel that like the pitch is playing okay at the moment. So England should be confident that for the most of part of a third day, they should be able to get a lead and. It might start playing tricks after that, the pitch. So it's it's a difficult one to call, isn't it? I mean, obviously India have the the advantage of the better bowling attack that that, that will play, you know, an important role in the fourth innings at least if we, when we ever get to there. But so England have to look at a fifty-run lead minimum, I'd say, mm. and I, I think, think it's it- achievable. Do you think England's approach is sort of, to some extent, taking the pitch out of the equation? I mean, in in normal, you know, in past times, on that surface, you can see England being bowled out for 230, couldn't you? In probably about 92 overs or something, or 107 overs, they've sort of tried to, tried to tough it out. But that hasn't worked in the past, or hasn't worked very often in the past. So they're taking a completely different approach, be aggressive, take the attack to the bowlers, try and upset them. And it certainly worked in that uh, final session. But so that's the, I think that's part of the problem of playing against this England side. And it has worried India, has rattled them a bit. They don't quite know 
uh, what what to do there, and they don't quite know what makes them safe in in a way. It's, conventional cricket has sort of gone by the wayside, and so it's, it, they are playing a different game. I mean, I mean, Ashton was talking in his interview there. Oh, you know, England are playing T Twenty cricket, fifty over cricket in the Test match. No, I think they're playing English Test cricket. I think the the, pro- the thing about Test cricket is there are the gaps, aren't there? You you know you're inclined to attack more, so there are the gaps, and you you take them on in T20. You know if, if the if the field is up in T20, you just whack it over the rope or whack it through the field. Same in 50 over cricket, and so they've got that. You know they've worked out that in Test cricket there are lots of gaps, there are lots of scoring opportunities, especially you know if you've got a couple of slips in in the gully. Obviously, if you make a mistake, then you you, you might nick off. But yeah, you know, it's that it's that risk reward. So it's, I think it's a slightly different mindset, and it it makes it it makes it quite hard to play against. And it's what makes it, I think, such an enthralling series because India clearly a, a good side in their own conditions, clearly, and they could well go on and win this game reasonably comfortably, having it fall in a heap tomorrow. But is that there's that niggle in the back of Rohit Sharma's mind, isn't it? There's that worry, and you can sort of, you can just sense it among the the Indian players, and it makes for it actually makes for compelling cricket. Well, totally, and and it's lovely to hear someone like Sonny Gavaskar on commentary saying how much he's enjoying it. Uh, you could think of him as a traditionalist who never played a reverse sweep in his life, sort of thinking, you know, uh, this is all a bit risky, and I don't like it, and it's it's all a bit sort of showing offy, ostentatious, and it's not going to last. But actually, he loves it. He said he said on commentary today his favourite two shots are the switch hit and the ramp. You know he loves those shots that enable a batsman to have a sort of three hundred and sixty degree range. And Duckett is not your kind of classic uh, conventional type of cricketer. He's a he's he's a provocateur. He's a disruptor, and he take he plays shots that probably few other people can play. And and yet he does it in a very quite sort of sound way. I mean, he doesn't do a, a lot of extravagant moving around the crease. He stands very still as the bowler bowls. He obviously has a good eye for where the gaps are and can back himself to hit the ball, almost irrespective of where it's pitched. He can back himself to hit the ball into those gaps. And, I, you know, a lot of his shots are premeditated, but he's practised them to such a degree that, they come naturally to him. And, you know, the great thing is actually that when a ball turns on a pitch, it does give you angles to work with because you can help the ball either against the spin or with the spin and use the bat as a, as a sort of protractor almost, kind of, you know, in a mathematical sort of way to create angles off the bat. And he does that so well. Uh, it's it's you know it is compelling to watch. It's exhilarating. It must be infuriating to bowl at because you could you you keep thinking as a bowler he's going to make a mistake, he's going to get one wrong in a minute. But today he didn't, and hopefully yeah. he can carry on. And we saw Ollie Pope's sort of over the head number as well, yeah. didn't we? Lifting the ball over his head. We've seen that previously in the series. Uh, no, so far anyway, no reverse ramps or anything like that from Joe Root, who just got his head down, didn't he, in that session uh, before the close. So he survived. What about reverse swing, Yoz? Is there any there? I thought there was a little bit. Bumrah and, and Sirius, they were trying to get the ball changed. I thought the ball that they, they've got actually looks as though it's doing a little bit. On the reverse, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's a reversing a bit. It it doesn't look like they've got quite the same contrast um, because it's a slightly lusher ground than at Vizag. Uh, it, it hasn't got quite the same abrasiveness. The pitch, I mean, it is cracked, but it doesn't look like it's as scuffed 
as the pit as the ball got in the last test. So because you to get big big reverse swing, you need you know one side to be really dry and, and ragged, and the other side to be quite sort of shiny and and smooth. And they they haven't quite got that contrast yet. So you're not going to get that massive reverse swing. And also the the other thing about reverse swing is you know once you're in, it's a lot easier to play. If you come in against it and it, it suddenly happens, then you, you know it's very dangerous. But if you if you if you feel comfortable, and I think left-handers also are, are a bit of an advantage because that reverse swing in swinger that we've seen you know destroyed Ollie Pope's wicket is the most deadly, and it, you don't see quite as many uh, that do the opposite to a left-hander z- zipping in from wide on the crease. So. I think Duckett is a key to it still. If he can keep going like that, and obviously Stokes when he comes in as well. Um, I mean, England must be feeling, you know, exhilarated as we all were by watching that, and uh, they just need to they need to carry on. So definitely worth watching tomorrow morning, yours. Yeah, and you can watch it, of course, on TNT Sports. It's the exclusive home of lots of sports at the moment. Actually, the Champions League. Europa League, Europa Conference League, and of course it's showing lots of Premier League football, rugby, MotoGP, boxing, UFC, NBA, WWE and more. And the Champions League round of 16 is back next week. Probably the highlight for certainly English viewers will be the Porto v Arsenal match, which is on Wednesday night at 8pm kickoff. You can stream TNT Sports on Discovery+. Plus. I was talking about the app earlier. It is actually really good. Or you can watch TNT Sports channels on EE, Sky and Virgin Media. Subscription required, age 18 plus, TNCs apply. And after the break, we're going to talk about umpire Joel Wilson and Ravi Ashwin. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Right, so far, we've talked about that final session, really. We focused on that final session, and England scored 176 runs in 29 overs. What we haven't done is looked at the first part of the day and some big talking points in that section of the game as well. India resuming 325 for five, strong enough position after the first day, especially recovering from 33 for three. England picked up two early wickets. Great start to the day for them. Cool deep caught behind off Anderson, 331 for six. And then Jadeja caught and bowled by uh, Root Root chipping in with one after a, a difficult uh, first day. It was 3-3-1 for seven. But you just knew it, didn't you? You just knew it that Ashwin and Jarrell were going to get together for a partnership. I sort of, you could sense it. It's funny, isn't it? Sometimes you just it's, it's, there's enough there for the batters. There's nothing. 
the favour of the batters for them to put something together. And Jarrell played you know, pretty well, actually, in his, his first test innings. And Ashman's a good, he's a fighter, isn't he? He's a great competitor. And that gives India clearly a lot of hope in this test match. He played a beautiful shot to get off the mark, off the, the back foot off Mark Wood. Lovely stroke. You, you at your best, Yoz. It reminded me of you at your best. Wonderful <laughs> shot. But he Thanks. was involved in an incident where he, well, Joel Wilson basically penalised India five runs for Ashwin running down the pitch. And the reason you run down the pitch, or you know, I think the old sweats would say, well, you know, just see if you can get your boot on the pitch a little bit, especially if, you know, you're going to be bowling last. Uh, you know, hopefully get away with it. See, that, you know, Hopefully the umpire uh, doesn't see it. But Joel Wilson's spotted it. And there were a few England players as well trying to point it out. Ollie Pope did it once. Joe Root uh, did it once. Tried to catch the umpire's attention. In, in the end, Joel Wilson said to Ravi Chandran Ashwin, you are running down the pitch. And he was. He was in that carpet, that sort of red zone carpet. And yeah, bang, pinged him. Five runs onto the start of England's innings. So they started at, at five for no wicket. What did, what, what did you think of it? Did, were you surprised that Joel Wilson did that? Was it a really sort of egregious a piece of running down the pitch from Ashwin or was was he just forgetful? Look, as you said, all spinners say to their, especially their lower order, because they don't want to kind of uh, in, interrupt their main batters kind of mindsets. But you definitely get spinners saying to the lower order players, the tail enders, get your long spikes on, get up the pitch, walk, you know, run up the pitch. When you take off for a single, make sure you get down the pitch. And it's, it's it's one of those sort of... It's like a professional foul in football, really. It's something you're not supposed to do, but people do do it. And uh, I, I actually don't think... I haven't seen umpires too often actually penalise a team. Yes, they will have a word with the batter and say, uh, get off, uh, get off the pitch where you're running down, uh, taking off for a single or sometimes even running up the wicket. Get off the pitch. But they never take any actual action. And... I thought that was pretty good of Joel Wilson. I mean, it's, it's marginal how much Ashwin was doing it, but he knew what he was doing and the England players knew he knew. And so it actually was probably a, the right decision to, to penalise him. I mean, actually, if you look on social media, people say, well, it's a rather light punishment, five runs, for what he's doing. Obviously, what he's attempting to do is sort of scuff up, subtly scuff up the pitch roughly where he's... Attempting to will be attempting to land the ball, just to rough it up a bit more and hope hope to get a bit more spin. It's it's happened ever since the game was invented, mm. and I, I I admire the umpire actually for the stance he took. But in a way, is the punishment severe enough? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if, well, if it does rough up the pitch and then it does aid you in the final innings, you know, you, is, is it match changing though? Is it match settling? Well, it can How be. Much? It can, you know, wickets. It can create a wicket. A ball. I've done plenty of pieces on TV where I've looked at a bowler's follow through, and of course, bowlers get penalised. And they, if they transgress three times, they can't bowl the rest of the innings. Mm. That's that bowler gone. So I don't think a five-run penalty for a batsman running up the pitch is the same. It's it's a much you know feebler punishment. But the point is, if a bowler runs down the pitch and gets onto the, the the danger area, I've done pieces on TV showing that Graham Swan landed the ball in the rough created by Ryan Zidebottom, and it, it you know whether it was a legal bit of rough or not, it does have a, an impact when you mm. get your studs in and disturb an already slightly cracked pitch it can make a big difference and create a ball which is unplayable 
But you think someone like Ryan Sidebottom, you know, you're going left arm over, aren't you? You're running on the surface. You are you are allowed to run on a certain part of the yes, pitch, and yeah, Graham Swan sure. would, would exploit that. And that's all can that's happening time and time again. You know, if it's just a batter doing it once or twice, is it going to disturb the surface that much? Is, is that is that the reason for the lesser penalty? That that actually it's not going to make a huge difference unless you keep on doing it, of course. But then the umpire's got to keep on, on pinging you. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, five the thing is he's going, five to, runs. he's going to have got away with it two or three times, yeah. probably before the umpire's drawn attention to it. I mean, it's, it, umpires have got a lot to look at, and it, they they might miss the odd occasion. So you know, when they have seen it two or three times, that suggests that it's probably happened five or six times, and it, mm. it can make a difference. It's it's marginal. And it might be that the ball never lands in that spot that he's roughed up. But, you know, it's, you don't want to condone it, definitely. And I think he was probably, probably right, actually, to, to, have you ever, to issue the punishment. Have you ever done it, Yoz? Of course I've done it. I've absolutely <laughs> really? done it. Well, the trouble is I wasn't in long enough normally as a batter to actually have much of an impact. But definitely I listened to John Emery. And one, uh, John Emery is my teammate, Spinner, who really wanted everyone to do that. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a sort of, it wasn't regarded as illegal in those days. There was no punishment that could be um, levied on a team for doing that. I, I mean, the, I, actually, I used to bat in flats, in, you know, rubbers, rubber uh, soles, until one day when I set off for a run, uh, was sent back, slipped over in the middle of the pitch and was run out. Uh, there's and, a surprise. There's a surprise. And so, you know, I learnt my lesson and actually to the spinners' benefit. And especially if you're playing in a team with spinners, with two big spinners, which I often did, you know, it's it's an important aspect of the game for them. I, I've often believed, actually, that bowlers should be allowed, allowed to run down the wicket uh, with, with the, when they're bowling. I, I don't like the danger area. I think you should be allowed to run up the pitch, but... You know, that's because kind of, that's because I'm a bowler. Well, because I think it encourages spin, spinners, ultimately. Mm. Uh, it, you know, it, uh, now there's this danger area and you've got to follow through away off off the pitch. The, the, the rough that you could create for a spinner is, is negated and the, it, it's helped sort of eliminate spinners from the English game, partly because they've got nothing to work with. So that was Joel Wilson making a decision there. Joel Wilson later actually made another decision. And I think it's always worth, you know, when Joel Wilson says out or not out, it's always worth really considering that carefully because he's not got the best record, <laughs> it, it, it seems to me. And he gave Ollie Pope not out and India thought, hmm, hold on a second. Actually, when I saw it, you know, first up with the naked eye, I thought, oh, that's out. And Joe Wilson said, not out. Ollie Pope sort of, he got forward and across, didn't he? It all happened very quickly. But I thought, yeah, he could well be in, in, in trouble here. And India, they did review it. And teams love it, don't they? When they can overturn an umpire's decision, when they gamble on the review and they get it in their decision. Yeah, and, and Ollie Pope was on his way, just sort of fell over. And it's a ball that came back in uh, from Siraj. Good piece of bowling. So that was Joe Wilson in the game uh, again. Before uh, lunch... Uh, you just show that actually the complete contrast actually in, in India's approach today with the bat and England's approach. India scored 63 for two in 27 overs before lunch today. Not helped by the loss of those two early wickets. Jurel and Ashwin trying to dig in and make the most of the pitch. England dropped catches, uh, Yoz. We saw Joe Root drop a vital one yesterday uh, when Ash, uh, when uh, Rohit Sharma was on 27. He went on to make 131. Today, Ollie Pope Dropped Jarrell on 32, a mid-wicket off Hartley. He, ben Stokes 
at leg gully, leg slip. He also uh, dropped one as well when Jurel was on 32 off the bowling of wood. They were actually playing for it. They were actually, it was a plan that worked. And it was a, a leg stump ball glided away by Jurel straight to Stokes. It went quickly, as you'd imagine it would, off the, the bowling of wood. But Stokes dropped it. A lot of people talk about Ben Stokes actually as being a, a wonderful athlete, wonderful fielder. But he does drop quite a few. and He, put, he produces some great catches, but he also does drop uh, quite a few. Anyway, that one went down. It didn't cost England uh, too many. And then there was 30 for the last wicket. Bumrah had a bit of fun smacking it around and I suppose England might have been thinking well if Jasper Bumrah can hang around for a bit and whack a few to the boundary then there might be some uh, bounty there might be some booty out there for us on this pitch and so it proved and so we're in this sort of intriguing position after two days of this uh, test match it's been it's been a belting series I mean you almost just can't wait for tomorrow morning that's right and and you know one other big talking point today the first wicket that England lost to Ravi Atrin, who, who, who wasn't brought on as early as he probably should have been, but eventually 76 made his... for no wicket after 11 overs yeah. when Ashwin was introduced, yeah. Jules. Well, it was surprising to me. Uh, man on 499 wickets as well, being kept waiting. And he got his 500th when Zach Crawley went for a sweep and the ball landed in the rough outside the leg stump and he got a top edge and was caught at... At Sean Fine Leg, a kind of fairly innocuous looking wicket, but actually the sort of wicket that spinners can get by using the rough in different ways because the ball bounces at uneven heights out of the rough. And uh, what an achievement for Ravi Chandran Ashwin, 500 test wickets. Um, I've interviewed him several times and we've played interviews. Actually, I think podcast number three of this series, which is now into its 650th kind of uh, number. Uh, was a, a long interview with Ashwin talking about how he analyses his own game. He takes a voice recorder home at night and records everything that he's bowled in the day, whether it's a match or nets, and how that came out. And he's he's constantly trying to tinker with his with his bowling and improve. Uh, so he's a sort of bowling scientist, really. He's a spinning scientist examining the the art and science of his bowling and trying to improve on the time. He's got five hundred Test wickets. He's the ninth man to 500 but the average is incredible for a spinner 23.8 per wicket which is I think incredible I mean Shane Warne by comparison 25.9 I think so at least two runs per wicket more expensive Shane Warne Murali a little bit less as a spinner averaging 22 he was a he was a freak Ashwin you know started out as a as a batter in fact and played a lot of uh, sort of gully, what he calls gully cricket in Chennai, where he comes from, and learnt to spin the ball and learnt to bowl the Dusra through watching Ajantha Mendis, the, the Sri Lankan, and gradually sort of added things to his game. But he came through, really, in T20. He, he first played for Chennai Super Kings, didn't he, in the IPL, and was an amazingly miserly bowler who bowled at the start, often bowled in the power play, just bowled very straight, didn't try to turn it too much, and gradually found his way into the test team, and now is is, is has taken 500 test weeks. I think an incredible achievement by a guy, actually, who admits that when he was young, he wasn't very uh, uh, athletic. He had trouble walking um, as, a, as a youngster, and even now you can see in his sort of physique that he's not the most natural mover, but my goodness, he's made the most of himself, and he's... He's a, he's a very sort of confrontational, quite provocative sort of cricketer, but uh, actually a, a Trojan as, as an achiever as well. 
Yeah, he's the sort of player you'd love to have in your team. I mean, England would love to have him. I mean, what would they What would they would give to have a, a cricketer like Ravi Chandran Ashwin playing Test matches uh, in India? But I mean, they they've made the most so far, just about of their uh, resources. Just on Shane Warne, you're right. Yeah, he took 708 wickets at 25.41. So yeah, Ashwin's taking his wickets at under 24. Uh, Second phenomenal. fastest to 500 yeah. wickets as well in terms of matches. Yeah. Uh, only Murali was quicker to to the the 500 mark. So. You know, it's been an amazing uh, journey, and he, he was interviewed afterwards. How tired? Because Fred Truman, who was the first of three hundred wickets, famously said, "You know, do you think anyone will ever beat beat your record?" And he said, "Well, if they do, they'll be really tired." Well, Ashwin was asked today, "Is he tired?" He said, "No, I'm raring to go. I'm, you know, I want another couple of hundred at least." Well, it does help if you don't have to run in off about sort of 25 yards, doesn't it? If you can just, you know, not quite walk to the crease, but yeah, yeah he doesn't have to expend quite as much energy as, as Fred Troon. But a, one, a wonderful achievement from uh, Ravi Chandra and Ashwin. Such, such a competitor. Competitor with the bat today uh, and with the ball, getting an, an early wicket. Seven overs, no maidens, one for 37. So, you know, Baz Ball or England's approach, posing him some problems as well Ben Duckett's approach and it's all set up beautifully uh, for tomorrow it can't get it can't be as exciting as today can it uh, tomorrow it, it surely is going to be an anti-climax isn't it you, you can't have that sort of batting continuing for, for, for another day well got Bearstow and Stokes to come and Root I mean Root owes England about 150 so I, I it could be I I, I think Today, India looked clueless. They looked as if they didn't have any answers. So if Duckett and, and Root and the others can carry on, then it, it could be, you know, a runsbury. Hmm. Yeah, Joe Root, a, a 170-ball 100. Is that allowed? Is he allowed to score 100 and 170 balls? He'll it, be but punished in the dressing room. He'll have to pay a fine. <laughs> That's what it's crying out for, though, isn't it, in a, in a way, uh, tomorrow? Ben Duckett to continue on his way, and, and Joe Root just to just to play the way that well we we've, we've seen him play, but it isn't going to happen, is it? They're going to they're going to play shots probably right you know right from the the first ball of the day. So yeah, if, if, get yourself tuned at four o'clock in the morning on on TNT Sports because uh, it promises to be a well even if it's not a belting day, it promises to be a, you know an intriguing day, doesn't it? We you you feel as if tomorrow is it's all. No, it's not a serious decider tomorrow, but there's a sort of element of it. Do you, do you know what I mean? I think I'm, I messaged you, Yoz, at tea today saying, I, I, I wonder whether this series is actually going to be decided in the next three sessions. Whoever sort of wins this sort of England first innings battle is going to go a long way to sort of controlling the series uh, from, from here on. Yeah, and it, whatever happens, anyway, it's, it's, it's been wonderful uh, to watch. Test cricket, magnificent, isn't it? When you get two... Two teams like this are going at each other with a great deal of skill, panache as well, on pitches that you know aren't totally flat. It doesn't have to make for intriguing viewing. It also helps it's 30 degrees and sunny every day as well, and you know tomorrow will be another beautiful day. <laughs> that always helps as well. So, what will happen? Well, we've got no idea, uh, but we're excited about tomorrow's play. As Simon says, you can see it on TNT Sports from 4 o'clock, and we'll be back tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon review the third day's play. See you then.
Social Podcast Network.